News Talk 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. Phil Williams here hosting Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Hey, listen, there's a guy who's been holding on the line, so I'm going to go ahead and take a call from uh, Jerry in Decatur. Uh, Carper, let's go ahead and get Jerry from Decatur in. Hey, Jerry, Phil Williams here from Right Side Radio. What you got? All the way, sir. All the way, airborne. Amen. Hey, uh, Phil, we do have an example of when uh, American uh, people have been taken captive in the hostile takeover deal like Grenada. Remember under Reagan? That is true. He said that American is true. forces in. We didn't lose a single one of them. All the soldiers went in. They went door to door and announced American soldier, American soldier, before they could speak up and be rescued. And not one was lost. That's what right. We actually had a bunch of them right at now, the uh, med school, too. That does not have any courage. He is all about, he is like this. He, he will fight against something that can't fight you back. I'm talking about wow. babies in the womb. And they're, wow. that, they're that kind of people. They're that kind of destruction. And, uh, and so people just need to wake up and understand that everybody that's a citizen of the United States has a constitution. And they have a right to be protected and defended. And whatever case they find themselves in as a result of the government, they have a right to be rescued. And this president, I don't think, is going to fulfill that promise to the American people that's in that kind of situation. And so I, that's all I had to say, Phil. And I would like to say all the way to Copper. Stand tall, girl. You got it going on. So <laughs> see you later. Thank you, Phil. Awesome call, Jerry. Hey, thanks, thanks for being, uh, thanks for being uh, airborne. And, and by the way, also thank you for being a right side ruffian. And uh, Copper, that's by the way, that's what you just heard from Jerry from Decatur. There is uh, that. That's one of the uh, models of the airborne is all the way. Oh, you say how you say how high all the way. Nice. Um, well, listen, uh, Jer- Jerry's right. There have been other instances in the past where large numbers of U.S. civilians and military have been trapped behind enemy lines and. And, in, and sometimes it's a war front, but in this case, he's right. And I had not even thought about Grenada. Um, and, and by the way, Grenada was an interesting operation. And I had, uh, I had friends that were on Grenada. I had one that was there with the – actually, two were there with the 82nd Airborne. I had uh, uh, one guy I served with who had been with the uh, – I think it was 1st Ranger Battalion and literally parachuted in uh, to Grenada. And um, and then, you know, we had, uh, we had Cuban regulars on Grenada and uh, – and, and, it was a, it was a dicey situation, but it was it was a classic situation of like he said a president in that case Ronald Reagan a president who was not going to leave anyone behind, who made a decision, called his National Security Council together, said here's the deal we we examined everything and he launched the troops. Sure, there were things that could have been done different. It was we learned a lot out of Grenada because it was one of the first truly joint operations that was thrown together that resulted in things like. Uh, the modern-day Special Operations Command, being able to coordinate all of the different forces, uh, special ops, like, you know, Army Rangers and Green Berets and Navy SEALs and Air Force Pararescue, all of them. But what I'm saying is uh, it was a classic example, too, of, hey, those are our people, and they're in harm's way, and we're going to go get them. So that's what's going to have to happen. It's got to happen. Got to happen. Well, listen, I said I'd talk about uh, Alabama a little bit, and I need to because this is an Alabama show. Um, I want to I want to tell you something. So uh, my friend uh, who's been on the show several times, and we need to get him on. I touched on this briefly yesterday, but I'm going to go into more detail. So my friend um, who, who works at the Alabama Center for Law and Liberty, Matt Clark, has been on the show, I think, three times. He's like our frequent flyer. 
Matt's been on here three times talking a variety of things. We broke a story right here on Right Side Radio. Actually, we broke several stories, Copper. I mean, you and I have been like on the cusp of breaking news multiple times. But yeah. but but Matt was on here talking about this thing that he discovered by happenstance that the Montgomery City Council was going to be considering Mayor, uh, very liberal Mayor Stephen Reed's um, proposed uh, ordinance that would have basically been called a SOGI ordinance. SOGI stands for Sexual Orientation Gender Identity. And it was an ordinance that if it put in place Matt's review of the law and the way it was written, it could have literally been the kind of thing that would have said that um, regardless of your beliefs, regardless of whether you're even uh, a faith-based organization uh, like a church, that you may have to hire uh, someone who uh, identifies their gender differently than the way they're born in such a way as to violate your own beliefs. And you know what would have happened? There was going to wind up being the activist moment where literally the church daycare was going to have um, a, a transgender man come and say, I intend to uh, apply for this job, and then immediately file suit when they didn't get it. Because the church may have an entirely different belief about that person's lifestyle. Now, I don't, I don't really care what your opinions are about transgender lifestyles. The reality is it, it, it sickens me when you see someone attempt to force their lifestyle on someone else. In, in, the, in the, you know, the cake baker situation out in, in Colorado, who, who just declined to make a wedding cake for a gay wedding, they, they, they attacked him vociferously, and they made it a point. They even said their, their goal was to drive him out of business. Well, the Montgomery City Council was in receipt of not only the proposed ordinance, which went way beyond what Mayor Stephen Reed had said it would, but they also got the information from Matt Clark at the Alabama Center for Law and Liberty. And they heard from him. They heard from several others. And the city council two nights ago rejected that in a 5-4 vote. That's pretty close, but they rejected it. And apparently Mayor, Mayor uh, Stephen Reed was livid. In fact, he even said that he threatened to tell businesses not to relocate or move out of Montgomery. Um, he said that he was going to recommend them to Birmingham. He threatened to give businesses that value diversity the cell phone of Birmingham Mayor Randall Woodford so they could move to Birmingham. What a knucklehead. He went on to say, um, where is it? Uh, it was rejected. 5-4. Um, looking at my paper. Oh, Christian conservatives took issue with the proposed ordinance, arguing it would have infringed on the rights of churches and Christians in the city. Yes. And here's my boy, Matt. For all of its claims about wanting to protect the weak, the left is disturbingly willing to throw women and children out to predators, wrote Matt Clark, director of the Center for Alabama Law and Liberty. And the mayor's office uh, told such groups that the ordinance did not even govern that area. Oh, well, that's, guess what? It was written like it would. So... Uh, Reed had initially planned for the ordinance to be done during Pride Month, Gay Pride Month in June. Uh, he, could, he couldn't get the votes. I guess he thought he might have had the votes by the other night. But he, he expanded the ordinance in the meantime to include, and here's how the wording was, real or perceived race, color, religion, national, sex, national origin, sex, sexual orientation, gender, identity, age, disability, or veteran status. So basically, it was going to be, if, if, you, if you perceived then you were aggrieved. Um, and when you include things like sexual orientation and gender identity, you've immediately set yourself up for a fight. And you've immediately set yourself in opposition to the faith-based groups in your community, Mr. Mayor. So, um, 
You know, he wanted so badly to be like Randall Woodfin and maybe get Joe Biden's uh, um, endorsement for his next race, but uh, didn't happen. Um, what else have I got over here? I got some more stuff. I'll tell you what. Let me reach over here and grab this off the table full of paper. Table full of paper. Oh, hey, here's another story we broke. Copper, do you remember my friend came on, uh, Bunny Pounds from Texas? No, uh, yeah, Texas. Talking about the IRS trying to um, deny her her Christian uh, charitable group a 501c3 Mm -hmm. status. Well, it has caught the attention of uh, senators, Republican senators in uh, D.C. Dice? And so, yeah. So not only did they win, but now a group of Republican senators has written to the IRS asking the agency to explain why that Christian group was initially denied their tax-exempt status. Now, now think back to this, folks. I know some of y'all are... You know, still finding the show and, and maybe weren't listening to us weeks ago when we first started out. But I had my friend on. Her name is Bunny Pounds. And Bunny started an organization called Christians Engaged. All it does is encourage Christians to get engaged in the public square. And they've got Bible study materials. They talk about how it's so important that Christians do not lose their voice uh, in, the, in the public arena. Um, it does not advocate for any one party. It advocates for Christians being engaged. And so, in fact, their, their, their thing is to awaken, motivate, educate, and empower ordinary believers in Jesus Christ. That's what my friend Bunny's mission in life is. Well, they got denied their 501c3 status. Denied. The IRS initially told her in writing, can you believe this, that they didn't qualify because they were engaging in political activity like Bible studies, which are more often than not related to the Republican Party. Wow! Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? The IRS is equating Bible studies only to Republicans. Therefore, they were denying this Christian group their tax-exempt status. Well, I don't know if you remember or not, but another friend of ours who's already been on the show before here too, uh, Becky Garrettson. She used to be a Tea Party uh, um, a leader down in Watumka, the Watumka Tea Party back in 2010, 11. Anyway, they applied for their 501c3, and they got denied because that was back in the day when Biden, excuse me, Obama, was allowing the weaponization of the IRS. Now what we're looking at, and that was Alabama, by the way, and she, she gained national recognition for her speech to Congress. Becky Garrettson did. Come full circle. Obama's out of office, but his vice president is in. And so now the vice president, President Biden, the same stuff's happening. And all of a sudden... Those bureaucrats that are hiding out in the deep state in D.C. are like, oh, yeah, we got it going on again. Christian groups, let's knock them down. And so they literally said, and they made the mistake of saying it in writing, a bunch of knuckleheads, said it in writing that uh, because, they, um, because they, the IRS bureaucrats, equated Bible study with the Republican Party, that they were not going to get their tax-exempt status for donations to be received. Well, that got changed because uh, a great group uh, called the Liberty Council, I believe it is. Was it Liberty Council? Let me know. First Liberty Institute. I'm sorry. The First Liberty Institute, a Christian legal organization, got all up in their business of the IRS and got that changed. And good on them. Well, now some Republican senators are trying to hold the IRS accountable and not let this happen again. What else have I got over here? I got paper. I got all the paper copper i mean I'm, I'm now i'm reaching into things that i didn't even have the ability to get to yesterday nice okay let's see what i got here what i got here i'll do one short one and then we'll go to a break and i'll come back and talk about the 17 shrinking cities in alabama 
Here's a new gig. All right, so as we look at things like I just told you a while ago about how Alabama is out of ICU beds, they're saying. Um, they're not saying that they're all COVID. They're just saying they're out of ICU beds. And then and the Delta variant apparently is making waves big time. Um, Texas, I mean, Tennessee Governor Bill Lee, I mean, just north. I mean, literally, here we are in the North Alabama listening area. Uh, so the, the, the governor who is literally, you know, just minutes north of us has issued a new executive order a couple of days ago. He's giving parents the ability to opt out of any school mandates, mask mandates. So if your school or a local health board decides that, oh, we're having a mask mandate where we are, and you believe that's bad for your child, there will be no penalty if you choose to opt out. That's interesting. I'm not sure how they're going to wind up. Basically, they're just setting everybody at odds against each other. Um, but Lee did urge his parents to ensure their kids are kept home if they're ill. Good common sense, he says, is going to go a long way. And I agree with that. Um, Tennessee, Alabama, Florida, Mississippi, you know, all of us, the entire nation, we've got, we got issues with this pandemic. It's still there. It, it, COVID is real. It is real. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not at all one of those who says this is, this is fake. I had it. I know it's real, but, but truth be told, um, I do agree with governor Lee that good common sense will go a long way towards keeping this thing in check. All right, folks, we're going to take a short break. We're going to come back and cover down on a few more stories that are in the news. Check and see what's the latest during the break, and I will uh, update you if I see something that's uh, worthy of uh, special note. Top of the hour, we're going to have the Grand Council with uh, Jeff Poor and Dale Jackson bantering back and forth with me about things in the news and questions we have for each other. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, News Talk 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. We'll be right back. News Talk, 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. Phil Williams here on Right Side Radio. Solid, conservative, and just plain right. Hey, listen, folks, if you find yourself driving outside the range of our AM, FM, which means that literally you're, you're not in North Alabama because you can hear us almost everywhere in North Alabama, doesn't matter. All you got to do is click on rightsideradio.org and hit the button for Listen Live, and you can keep streaming it online and just listen to us wherever you go. I got folks all over the place, all the other states that are listening to the show and, uh, and loving the fact that the audience is that broad. Well, uh, I got to tell you, too, real quickly about my friends at eTax Breaks. So eTaxBreaks.com, know these folks personally, 23 years of experience at finding your business money that you didn't know it qualified for. I know I just got your attention there. Finding your business money that you didn't know you qualified for simply for doing things that are just common sense. I mean, just stuff that you do because it's the right thing to do. Things like taking care of your employees during the pandemic or hiring a veteran. Or maybe you hired a felon to give them a second chance. And all of those things are worthy of tax credits. Where did you put your business geographically? That might matter. Did you survive a natural disaster as a business? All these things and so much more make you eligible for tax credits, tax incentives, grants, and you didn't even know it. There's over 3,000 programs out there giving away money and tax credits. I've seen them wipe out an entire company's tax liability by finding them credits they didn't know they could use. 
folks, I'm just telling you, etaxbreaks.com. Just go to etaxbreaks.com forward slash right side and check them out. They only, only, only make money for them if they make money for you. Oh, yeah, you'll, you'll like this. Hey, so the lovely Charlene just sent me a story that I knew this was coming, and she has confirmed it for me. Um, so, yeah, as the, van, as the, as the vaccine mandates uh, begin to expand into uh, reality, and you see things like um, the military community has now been told by the Department of Defense that they will get uh, their COVID vaccines uh, by a date certain, and I forgot what that date is right now. I'm looking to see if it's in the store. Yeah, September 15th. By September 15th, all military personnel, active duty, or National Guard are supposed to be um, uh, vaccinated uh, using one of the uh, vaccines that are that are currently available. And and some have said they'll get it once it's required. Well, now it is. Others remain flatly opposed. This report says, but now some of those who were flatly opposed have actually filed a lawsuit. So we have two individuals who have named the SecDef, the Secretary of Health and Human Services, and the Acting Commissioner of the FDA. Um, plaintiffs uh, are Staff Sergeant Daniel Robert, who is a U.S. Army uh, Staff Sergeant, and Staff Sergeant Holly Mulvihill, who is a U.S. Marine Corps uh, Staff Sergeant, both individually and, uh, and on the behalf of all other similarly situated active duty National Guard and Reserve Service members, have filed suit saying that they cannot be compelled to take this vaccination. Interesting piece here. I've never heard this before. I'd have to go look it up to verify. But their lawyer has cited that as grounds for why they believe they should not be forced to is Army Regulation 40-562. All right, so AR 40-562 provides that, quote, documented survivors of an infection, a presumptive medical exemption from vaccination because of the natural immunities that are, all, that are acquired as a result of having survived the infection. So what they're saying is, if we've had it and we have antibodies, you can't make us get the shot in accordance with current Army regulations. Well, that's, that's very interesting. We'll see where it goes. Lawsuits have begun. Thank you, Charlemagne, for sending me that, that, uh, that particular um, one to look at. So, so all this stuff's going to continue to unfold. And it's, it's not going to end here because uh, we're seeing this right now here in Alabama. It's funny because I'm looking at that particular that particular um, story, and there was an ad, a banner ad that came up for St. Vincent's Hospital. St. Vincent's Hospital just announced that all of their people will get vaccinated or they will lose their jobs. And there's now a group of employees, healthcare providers, who are staging a protest because healthcare providers don't all want it either. This is, an, this is, a, this is a wacky time in which we live, y'all. All right, Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. We got the Grand Council coming back up next here. Jeff Poor, Dale Jackson, myself. We'll be doing some good banter and some pinging some questions. Phil Williams on Right Side Radio. We'll be right back. <laughs> 